Hello everyone and welcome back to another newscast from the North New South Wales Conference. My name is Maddie, I'm the Communications Director at the Conference Office and today I'm here with John Boston, one of our evangelists for the conference. How are you doing John? Doing very well Maddie. always good to be with you. Thanks for joining us today. This morning we're going to have a, um, a chat about evangelism and particularly within the context of our schools. You know we own a whole bunch of schools that are of so much value to the community. How do you see our, um, our work with the schools and tell me a little bit about, about your, your time here over the last how long have you been here now? I've been here for two years, just almost two years. And uh, my title is school evangelist. But what that means is I work on the alignment between the church and school. I help look for pathways for churches and schools to work more effectively together to reach the communities they serve. Historically, a lot of uh, language, the nomenclature around ministry in the schools is more that the school does and it provides education and the church does the ministry. But the school itself is a ministry. That's our advocacy. Adventist philosophy of education that we're preparing hearts and minds for not only service in this world, but for the greater joy of broader service in the world to come. Yeah. Now, the reason we're having a discussion today is because you're leaving. That's a massive loss for us as a conference. What's the next opportunity for you on the table? Well, recently, and I'm I'm elated about this. I really am. I, I, I can't even believe that they, they chose me. But the North American Division Executive Committee just voted to invite me to be the uh, Associate Director for evangelism for the North American Division Evangelism Institute based at Andrews University. We're um, looking forward to see God bless in your work over there. But before you leave, over the last couple of years, there must have been a lot of things that you've learned, a lot of uh, systems that you've put in place, the team that you've worked together. What uh, what are the, some of the highlights that you've taken away from your work with schools over here? Well, I think that in, uh, in Australia and probably in the first world context, our ability to reach communities is exponentially enhanced by what happens in our schools. It is, in my, my humble opinion, our very best opportunity to reach the community we serve. You you have one one preacher said that in our schools culture is coming to us. We're not trying to go to culture. And you have young minds and families that have decided that being in a value-based Adventist education environment is important. And so when appeals are made or or when uh, an invitation is extended for someone to have a relationship with Jesus or to be a part of the Seventh-day Adventist Church movement, the likelihood of them saying yes in a school environment is much greater than it would be in a traditional public evangelistic uh, effort. So It's one of our main, our main frontiers with community, isn't it? Where does that start? Where does the working within schools, how does that start? I think it starts with our principals in their first interview, and, and uh, it goes on through the classes and the chapels and the class worships. You think about it, if children are in school every single day, staff members are at the school every single day, they're getting more exposure to Adventist identity than they would just coming to church once a week. And so it's absolutely phenomenal the opportunity we have. I'll tell you when I've done weeks of worship or weeks of spiritual emphasis in schools or if I've made an appeal on a a year five, six Canberra trip or at a chapel, um, when I visit a home and I I visit a family that has no faith background or a non-Adventist faith background, 100% of the time they say, I'm happy to support my child's decision. What can I do to, to support my child better? Or in some instances, more than more than six or seven instances, parents have said, I too would like to be a part of this church family. 
How fantastic is that? And how do you see that working in practice? Um, you mentioned um, a, a, a way of caring pastorally for our staff. If our pastors and our church leaders see the school not as a mission field, but as a primary critical partner in ministry and reaching community, then one of the ways we do it is we have a pastoral care matrix. What we do is we map out the total number of staff members. Then we organize volunteers from the church, pastoral staff. It could be elders. It could be uh, people who have a passion for the school who don't who are not employees themselves. And every single week of every single term, we make sure that passive pastoral care is extended. It may be a call. It may be a text message. It may be an email. It may be an office visit. It may be a small gift. But if you do that for every staff member every week, in addition to the ongoing work for the students, our schools are not only then the best place for young people to meet Jesus and experience his love, but also the very best place for our staff members to know him better and to experience his love on behalf of his body, the church. One uh, phrase that you've used, which I like, is the alignment between church and school. What does that mean for you? For me, I, you have we have a number of churches that are really in close proximity to schools. Some are on campus, some are just down the road. If our churches and our schools were working together to reach community, the alignment could produce a, a precision result. The ability to reach those families when those leaders are working together, the, the school and the church are partners in reaching community. They're organizing the calendars together. They're organizing ministry efforts. One particular effort that we've uh, really seen a beautiful outcome with is our interfaith gathering. In those gatherings, we ask all of the faith leaders represented in our school, the the pastors of the churches that the children go to, because so many people trust our schools, we bring them together and we talk about our process Every single time we've done this, and we're getting ready for one real soon before I leave, every single time we've done this, those faith leaders have said, we appreciate your church so much. We thank you so much. And if our children attend your church, we know they're going to be taken care of. And that's a beautiful outcome. What are some of the key ways a local church can get involved with the school ministry? I think, especially if you're in proximity, the idea that we have to reach the school and the community is a bit skewed. See the school as the community. You have a if you can care well for the school family and the families represented in the school, you will effectively reach the school. For instance, just a real practical example: if you're going to have a depression and anxiety recovery program, why not run it just for the school parents? Why not run it just for the students in the school? There are things that can be navigated that conversations that have to be had around that. If you're going to have a health fair, why not do it just for the school community? The school represents a cross-section of the community at large. The idea that we want to reach the community and the school is a bit nefarious. It's, it's ambiguous. Focus in on that school, and when you do that well, you will reach the community very well. And the reality is a lot of our schools have um, an upwards of 50% of our um, uh, students are not of an Adventist background. So it's a perfect opportunity for us to meet them that way in a community. Absolutely. Many, many of, uh, not just not Adventists, many of our, our students come from non-Christian homes. And so it's an absolute 
prime environment for us to, to focus our efforts. I know that some people have said in the past, well, the school won't let me in. It's not about doing it the way you think it should be done. It's about finding the best pathway, which is my job. Work with the chaplain. Talk with the principal. Talk with the heads of school. Say, how can I be a part of the ministry process that you have here? And really, they're ministers in their own right. They're ministers of education. And it's important to engage them in that in that context. Now, we've uh, had the privilege of having you here for the last couple of years. Tell us some of the highlights, some of the, um, the key moments within this work here. Well, I think one of the key moments were in Kimsey was we, we put a tent up for our week of worship. And we had the morning sessions for the students and the evening sessions for parents. That was spectacular. We planted a new church in Kimsey, the, the Well, which is a new campus church. We've seen entire families get baptized. Mom goes in with the children. Dad goes in with the mom and the children and so that's just super exciting for me I think uh, one of my favorite moments in, in everything we've done in school evangelism is when we were caring for staff members and one of the staff members came and said I've been here at this school for 11 years and I've not experienced this kind of care I'm going to give this church a chance what time do I need to show up to go to this church that was like a really amazing moment for me because you do what you can and you don't you don't always know what will happen but when things turn like that that goes a long way that's fantastic um, your team has put a lot of effort over the last couple of years and uh, set systems in place and established relationships tell us where you see this heading in the future and how you encourage the schools and the churches within our conference to continue with this process. I think, I think if, our, if our churches, the church company itself and the school company sees, see the opportunity in the school for what it is, we could change the game on how we do evangelism. If our pastors were more in tune and more engaged with the school community, for instance, we had in just our summer camps and our big camp and our camporee, 750 individual unique decisions for baptism from young people. 419 of those decisions were for baptism. What if our pastors and churches just focused on those and following up with those names? Effective follow-up yields results. It's not always in doing the fireworks show and the big bang event. It's about making sure you're, you're, you're faithful in the details of follow-up. Did they get a phone call? Did they get a home visit? Have, have you spoken to their parents? Have you followed up with them in a personal conversation? I think if we can focus in on that in school evangelism, where we're seeing one person get baptized and, and be a part of the kingdom and engage in discipleship, we'll probably see 10 or 20 if we could just focus in on that and focus in on that very well. John, it's been fantastic having you here in this conference. I, being, being given the invitation to come to North New South Wales was a dream. There, there's no animal-loving boy in the world who doesn't want to live in Australia. And so coming here, swimming with humpback whales and up in Fraser Island, all of those things were amazing. But really seeing the, the, the unprecedented work that's taking place is innovative. It's on the cutting edge. Seeing the, the growth in our schools, the growth in our, in our churches that are connected to our schools, those things, they made a difference for for me in my in my journey and I didn't come to Australia to teach anything I came to learn I believe that when a soul decides to give their life to Christ in Australia one soul in Australia it would be like 10 in other first world contexts and and I learned a lot and I'm grateful for that and I and I hope that every person who's seen any of the success that we've experienced in school evangelism if they see any success at all I see a lot but if they see that I hope that that pastor or that church leader will say 
What can I do to be an effective, critical partner, a trusted friend of the school ministry and, and join in? And I think that the results from that would be uh, unprecedented. I'm grateful for Tom Evans and the executive committee of this conference uh, giving me the opportunity to come. I came as one. Now we have a whole team of people. Uh, we've got regional school evangelists. And I think if we keep going in that direction, we're going to see a whole generation rise up and live out what God called us to do. And uh, and that's to be disciples of Christ. And I think that our best chance to do that in Australia and probably in the first world, our best chance to see that final generation rise up is to focus our attention on our schools here in, in Australia. That's right. And as a um, community of churches, we have so much with which we can bless the school communities. Like you mentioned, we have depression recovery seminars. We have, mm-hmm. we have health um, programs. We have high-level tools that are so beneficial and are recognized throughout the community. Um, and why not? How, how um, much better can we serve the community than through our schools? Right. John, thank you so much for, for joining us today. And we just pray for a blessing over your ministry going back to the United States. And we're going to miss you. Thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, look, wherever you are in whatever church, if you are in a church that's in proximity to a, um, to a school, get involved. Talk to the chaplains at the school. Talk to the principals and, um, and see how your church can bless the school that's right in your area, right in your mission field. God bless. We'll see you next time.